I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Briar Moss can curse in five different languages. We mostly curse in English, so if you're listening around English speakers, you may want to make sure they're okay with curses. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today, we're reading Chapter 1 of Street Magic. So, grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. Sharks. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that worked at all. No, it did not. (laughs) Chapter one, Briar's book, uh, opens with one of my favorite scenes. Opens with Briar walking to the Grand Bazaar. He wanting to have a look at it because he's hoping to sell his miniature trees there. Miniature trees, plural. He approaches the gate and the guards are like, you look like a thief, even though you don't look like a thief. Show us your hand. Because they want to see if he has thief tattoos. Oh no! And then Briar pulls his hands out of his pockets only to reveal that he has flower tattoos all over them and they change and grow like a little living garden. They're so cool. And Wait. guards have no idea which, so they let him in. So Briar. Does that hurt? And he's like, no, it doesn't. It hurts when I hold my hands up for super long though. <laughs> I miss Briar. I missed him too. He's so snarky. Yeah, we went from Posco snark to Briar snark, so it's great. I'm hoping that, I I know that it's probably not going to be (laughs) lighthearted, because everything in all of of these books so far has not been lighthearted, but I'm hoping it's more lighthearted than a pandemic, which was his last book. So... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, because uh, I want to see some snarkiness without him being, like, traumatized by his friends dying in front of him. So, hopefully a little less trauma. I know there will be trauma. There's going to be some. But I hope it's for less than his last book. Waggle my eyebrows at you. <laughs> I, I'm just avoiding eye contact. Oh, God. Because I reread this chapter and my brain went, oh, yeah. Fuck. so he's wandering through the bazaar and he notices lots of people from different gangs which makes sense because bazaars are traditionally neutral territory and so he notes there's a gang that wears black and white there's a and there's a gang that have these nose rings that have garnets on them and is there one more i feel like there's another one uh camel gut but i don't think they're in the bazaar yeah so it's just those two um and uh and then he sees this girl who is polishing stones and magicking them to make them shiny he's like how do you do that stone magic and she's like wtf are you talking about and runs away dips instantly i just want to make a side note this is the book that I wanted to get a, a a nose ring, like an actual like septum piercing. And nice. I I have sworn if Sarah and I actually do get uh, nose rings, I am going to get a gold one with the garnet on it. 
Nice. Random ass book reference that literally no one will get. And the random people who do get it, like, you will both be so excited. So I believe Briar gets stopped by one of these nosebring people. A group. Or a couple of them. Yeah. He manages to get away from them but one of them follows him he goes home to the house where he and rose don't understand on his way back he stops and visits with the camel guts who are identified by the green bands around their arm tells them oh yeah the, that dude's back there by the way so they beat the shit out of him uh, as you do when someone steps on your turf exactly exactly and this is how briar gets rid of him that wasn't his only tale yeah, yeah. he had the, the girl following him on Evie? the rooftops. Is that her name? Evie oh, yeah. Yeah, Evie was following him. I think watches him talk to some plants at some point. Doesn't really know what's going on, but that's what he's doing. Yeah. We know that's what he's he doing. He affectionately loves some plants. And she follows him over the rooftop, which is important because it, it it's Pierce explains to us that the rooftops are sort of a second roadway yeah. in this city and all of the locals are familiar with this. Evie crossing the rooftops. Nobody even looks at her second one. And she has kitty cats. And she has kitty cats. She has kitty cats. Which means that in the first chapter, I believe we've hit all three words. I don't remember what the words were. Gangs, phones, <laughs> and cats. Yep. Got all of it. That's 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 a record, I think. I think so. Very first <laughs> chapter. Is it this chapter or the next chapter where we see more of the uh, nose ring gang? Oh, um, uh, we see it in this one. Yeah. Because they go back. The rich lady. Oh, yeah, because you said something about being a rich person. It's like, I thought they go to their talk of Mary. She basically beat them into submission and then she's yes. like, okay, now this guy is going to give you weapons and now y'all are going to murder a bunch of other children because somebody slighted me. Not murder. More murder? No. Oh, that's... No. no. Just beat them up a lot. Uh, she's giving them weapons. I think they're going to die. She's giving them blackjacks, okay, which are is... known to like knock people out with i don't yeah, know so, so they're not like swords or anything but hmm. i don't know because she she wants one. the swords shouldn't come in yet because <laughs> she's got a whole plan she wants to beat them up and then when they're beat up she'll like take them into her into her group but she said once they're down to like a few of them left yeah then you it can bring says, them into my gang so if there's says, only a few left group. some of them are gonna die it sounds like deal with but, them harshly and leave them where they will be found try not to be seen the less people know the more they will fear and it then, sounds uh, like death to me but i could be wrong it could be death but long story short ladies and adia basically has a pet gang because she's a very rich lady who was also bored and this is what she does yep. to entertain herself yep she should she does. buy books read some books lady Don't get a better hobby yeah yeah <laughs> well that doesn't involve child fight rings yeah is there gonna be a child fight ring is there gonna be a child fight ring i waggle my eyebrows at you sir there's gonna be a child fight ring. There's going to be like a championship <laughs> fight and Briar's going to have to like beat up some kids. Oh, God. I believe it. You know, I, I'm going to write that one down. Child <laughs> fight ring. Anyway, now that I've successfully derailed us. Uh, I guess we'll start with part one. Part one is reading like a novel. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked about the chapters. I only have one dislike. She used the kid. explanation of kid again. Kid. I like, wrote oh, that down. God. Stop it. Yeah. 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 It happened again. It happened again. Like, stop it. We know what kid knows means by now. We we knew. We have known. It is uh. I think I may know why Pierce does it. I was so I was listening to the podcast Lexicon Valley. There was a part where one of the hosts talked about how he was constantly chastised in school for using the word kid and told kind of like maybe some of you experienced when you were kids and you said can i go to the bathroom and your Man. teacher would say you can you, can you, can you go to the bathroom <laughs> people who are older than us apparently went through something 
where they would use the word kid and their teachers would be like, why are you talking about baby goats? So I wonder if the reason that she like keeps reinforcing this is because she like kind of got taught that go you're not supposed to use that and that's a slang term whatever and she's like fine teacher they're using it because they're using street camp and they talk in slang. I get it but she knows who her audience is her audience are kids that are younger way younger than she is they're gonna know the word kid they're gonna get annoyed I, by I, being I, like blamed. Like, oh, this is what kid means. No shit. No fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, I, I also wonder at this at this point, it is actually more of a running joke because it's been in every single book. Well, it is a One joke that has been ran to the ground and it's tiresome. <laughs> New jokes, please. <laughs> uh, I like the moving tattoos. That was cool. Yes. I wish yes. you could do that IRL. I don't even like tattoos, but like right? the idea of I seeing know. it would be cool. I don't either. I have, I have one and it hurt and I don't like it. But if my tattoo moved, I'd get a hell of a lot more. I don't care if it hurt. And now you have to get a second one. Oh, now I have to get a second one. Ugh. I don't want to, but I have to. Ugh. You have to. I'm I sorry. To. I don't make the rules. I, I know. If I don't, then my second kid will be like, oh, you love Malia more than you love me. So uh, so I gotta get a second one. I liked Briar's level of awareness throughout this whole chapter. He knows what he's about, right? Like He's a street kid. He's been through it. He knows what, what's going on. He knows how things are. He's like, yeah, I can tell. These guys are in a gang. These guys are also in a gang. It's, it's so cool seeing someone that is knowledgeable with what they're doing kind of like go about their business normally. I like Evie's reaction when Briar walks up to her and it's like, hey, I see you're doing magic. What the fuck is that about? Instead of just like freezing up or like running away, she looks at him, smiles, right? To be like, yeah, I'm about to talk to you and like give you attention and be like, yeah, I'm going to engage you in a conversation. She smiles and fucking bolts. She just fucking that, dips. Because that's how you get people off guard. If you just start all of a sudden like freaking out or like, oh, I'm about to fucking run giving expressions, you're more likely to get caught. This kid clearly knows how to live on the streets and like how to lull people into being comfortable and it just fucking, I thought that was neat. I liked how the stall owner, Nahim, next to the uh, rock stall, just fucking blurted out the entirety of that rock owner's like business just out in public. Just like, yeah, the girl comes in and she's just like, yeah, the girl comes in, rubs some rocks. They, he marks them up three times the price because people buy them and he doesn't give her any. And it's like, damn, you just shit all over this dude's entire marketing plan in public, out loud. Right in front of him. Like, it's not like, even like talking him. shit behind his back, like right to his fucking face. Like, yeah, no, dude, he's he does people dirty. <laughs> this man has opinions and he's not afraid to, to let you know what they are. Briar staying strapped at all times. Yes. I respect that. <laughs> yes. I live it. I feel it. But I don't see any weapons, but I have nine on me. They can't see mine. He's I'm sure they've got the, theirs. <laughs> he's got, it's like, I'd like stop. to point out, I'm pretty sure that in the first quartet, he only had seven. Because he's got the ropes, the hemp ropes on his arms now, because he can control them to tell them to like get off me. So I get my knives, tie him on there, and like, okay. Which, which is honestly one of my likes, is he, he knows that he's like, ah, I can use this for my to my advantage in warfare. Exactly, <laughs> I can use my plant abilities to hold more knives. Okay, you took most of mine, but the next one I had <laughs> was he stops for get ingredients for supper, and he's like, "I learned to cook uh, that he learned to cook in the four years that he lived with Rose Thorn because she finishes her days of work, can barely think, let alone cook." And he's like, "I'm gonna do the cooking." When one of the gang members from Camel Run, Camel, Camel Girl, that's the one. Anyway, he's like, you should sell this stuff and not give it away. And Briar's response is, I charge rich folk three times my normal price so I can give it to anyone I have a mind to. Like, yes, Briar, that's amazing. He takes care of his people. He takes care of his people, which is awesome. Evie, Evie, whatever we want to call her, thinks to herself that Briar's not very clever because he never once looked up at the rooftops. 
It's like, ah, oh, poor Briar. You've lost a little, you've been looking at everything. He was aware of everything around him except for the rooftops. So he's slightly losing his touch a little bit. I had one in the very, very beginning. I'm surprised nobody else touched on. We see something that Rose Thorne is hyper fixated on and like super excited about because she knows the history of Yang Jing, which I think is fucking cool as shit. She is like poured over books and knows the history and knows the culture and is just like fascinated by this this whole country. Seeing Rose Thorne excited for something other than plants is neat to me. I I just, I love that. Well, I mean, we kind of see that in another book with her love of birds. Like, but it's, it's one of those things like we don't get that often, like of just what Rose Thorne, stoic, grumpy, volatile rose thorn getting excited about it just makes me happy one of the other ones i like is uh when briar's like walking back and he's like giving attention to all the plants and he's like yes hi i love you now go back here let me let me pet you pay attention to you okay go back to your pot stay there i just i love that so much just because i imagine they're like dogs they're like, oh, human, 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 love me, love me, love me. And it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a couple of head pets. Now go lay back down. That's what I picture anytime I read Briar interacting with plants in a very similar manner. Brittany stole one of my other ones with the uh, burn ointment. But I do love the fact that it goes into later. Like Briar's like, just in the paragraph itself, basically being like, yeah, Briar did that because it was going to get infected otherwise and he would have lost it. Like would have lost that limb. So like I don't want to. Like Goodwin like said, he takes care of his people, though. Yeah, and I think it's also one of those because he knows what it was like to be on the streets and how hard it is to get a hold of stuff like that, especially quality stuff. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to make anybody like anybody's life harder than it has to be. Was that all you had, Natalie? <laughs> Um, there was one thing that I forgot to mention. It wasn't a like, it was just something that I wanted to mention. Evie reminds me of Triss, just with the little brief description that we have of her. Her parents sold her because she wasn't a mage or not any use at all. And it reminded me so much of Triss, of her parents just getting rid of her because she was no use or not worthy of being around them, apparently. It made me very sad, but she reminded me of Triss. I'm, I'm just really excited about this. I love Briar. I love his tattoos. I love Evie. I love that we're about to see Rose Lord again. Spoilers. I really like the world building. I think this city is really interesting. I like how she has it described that there's like this whole like area that's kind of carved into the rock face and the way uh, people use the roofs as a second walkway. Like it's just, it's very different from anything I've experienced. So it's a really fun setting to be in. The other big thing that I'm going to mention that no one seems to have caught is that Briar is originally from Sotat, which is the country that they are in. And he got fucking banished from this fucking country in book one and they are back. I didn't even catch, like, no, I didn't even catch that. I love that so much. I saw it, I was like, this name sounds familiar, but I don't remember yeah. where at. Same. That makes sense. They're in a different but, area of the country because he's from yeah, the capital they're, in this other city that kind of described as like almost being its own little city state. Uh, but I I remember at some point reading this book and being like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ryer goes back to the country that he got banished from. And so I just love that makes sense why they would ask for the tattoos as well then too because I wouldn't think that every country would do the tattoo thing as well and it makes sense why they would ask for the tattoos if he's back at the place that he got said tattoos. I I think the the narration says that it's common in many several yeah so it might be like in that area because we're in the area around the public sea right and the sort of Mediterranean area so it might be that the area around the public sea it's common that that this is how they mark thieves that's true well it there's there is another side note that i want to make about this is it does say that he got he did the tattoos to cover them 
because he was tired of being turned away and followed. And it also says that he's they've only been there for six months. So, or six weeks. I'm sorry, six weeks. So I imagine that probably really commonplace in all of bigger areas that have giant markets that are very easy targets that have stuff stolen from. I guess that's why I didn't even think about it is because it does state that this is a common thing that happens. And then with the, the comment of, yeah, he did it so he wouldn't be followed or barred entry. But yeah, no, I didn't even catch that. That's hilarious. Does this book ever mention what month it is at all? Because I want to know if Briar is older or younger than all the girls. And he's it's mentioned that he's 14. So I want to know if he just turned 14 or if... Like his birthday's coming up. So I want to know if it mentions his month at all in this. I don't remember. That one I can honestly he's the youngest, say, I don't that remember. would be so cute. I love the idea that he's the youngest. I think it's, it's definitely going to be my head cannon. He's like definitely the smallest, yeah. right? No, he, he was. was I, think, I was going to say. Sandry's yeah, he was already, he was taller than Sandry in the get go. And I right. think Dodge is technically I the tallest. I think Dodge is the tallest. Yeah, I I get the impression that Daja is the biggest all around. Like she's she's definitely the tallest, but I think she's also got that like big shouldered build. She's built like a blacksmith, how you think of a blacksmith. Briar, Briar, I get the impression is supposed to be tall or at least average height, but um, kind of scrawny in his build. He's one of those like annoyingly tall, lanky boys that just eats the entire contents of the refrigerator and never gains weight. He's a sprout. And I literally just thought, if you look at each kid, so Dodja is built like a blacksmith. Like that, that is something that is actually stated that she's just, I don't want to say big, she's just sturdy. And Briar's kind of built like, like kind of spindly, like kind of like a, kind of like a fresh sprout. He's very tall, very skinny. And well, I was going to say Triss is built more like a rain cloud because she is heavier set. She's yeah. very cloudy. Yeah. And then well, spindles the way that they're, spindles? that one I'm not sure at, but like everybody else fits kind of along with their element, their magic. And I just, I'm not sure on Sandry though. When he's in the market, it mentions that he like bypasses the people who sell wood because it's painful for him. I think I meant to highlight that, but then I got, I was just like, nope, that hurts too much. Yeah. As someone who can relate to this, like, I, I, I don't like walking by places with dead plants. Like it, it really just hurts my soul. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where there we go for a theme or a message in the chapter. Um, so tell me, what theme or message did you find? Trust your instinct. There's a couple of times in which Briar's like, oh, yep, I'm being followed. And sure enough, he's being followed. He's kind of already got a lay of where the gang's lines lie, which I think is hilarious. As someone who's who, who says he's left his gangs behind, he is hyper aware of where territories lie. And I just think that's great. He also kind of has this moment of the Vipers are kind of special in a sense because they kind of just go wherever they want, even though there are marked areas, for lack of a better term, of where gangs shouldn't cross. He also, when he walks by the Camelgats, he's kind of like, oh, I think I can get rid of that tail. And just tells them, hey, look, there's that. We see it most with Evie is like the whole oh, hey, this person has magic, they're probably going to run. They probably don't want anything to do with me, but I have to go find out. And then uh, I think the part I actually have highlighted was the, he couldn't have told him what told him someone was not on the street, but he trusted his instincts. He does this through a whole chapter where he's like, eh, I'm going to stay away from that. I have a, a feeling of what's going on here, so... What I wrote down was familiar yet different. A lot of it clearly kind of street kid related gang stuff. He knows what it is. He knows how things work. But there are all these little changes that are like just slightly off. Like the fact that there's this gang, the Vipers, but they're not really a gang. They're being kind of like run and bankrolled by this rich person in the city as like something to play around with. They sort of act like a gang, but they also don't. They, they're acting in different ways than what he's used to. The city, it's like we know now, is kind of in the same country that he used to live in, but it's a totally different city. Like the layout's different. There's a whole upper section of the city. It's all stuff that's just familiar enough for Briar to be able to get along with, but it's different. I feel like mine ties in a lot with Goodwin's. The past never leaves you. Everything's familiar, but yet it's different. He learned that from his past, just because you don't live in that situation anymore, doesn't mean that you're not going to carry that with you. And we see that with Briar throughout this chapter. So it's like, I'm definitely not going to get pushed into this dark alley. No way. In, in nope. <laughs> nope. I know better. I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to let I'm, that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep all these fucking knives on me because, duh, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I'm really with Goodwin and Brittany here. I feel like this is, I mean, we saw this in Briar's book as well. And I feel like this is just a continuation of this sort of internal growth that Briar is going through. Uh, this reminds me a little bit actually of having been in Albuquerque recently because I went to college there. 
And there's a lot of stuff that I recognize. Like I took Chris to all my favorite restaurants and these shops that I used to go to in school, but there were a lot of things that were different and it was weird. And there was like so much more like downtown was like bigger and more built up. And I was like, I don't entirely feel comfortable here anymore. And I think, I think we're going to see more of that with Briar and we're already kind of seeing it. This sort of, he, he recognizes the gangs, but he's not part of that anymore. And, and he's dressed differently but kind of like we've already said like there there are parts of your past that that make you who you are and so even though he's this new person still got the knives he still has this sort of air of a thief he knows how to take care of the gang members who are following him but he doesn't know to look at the rooftop and he's learned to cook and he's learned to cook i'm so proud we call that growth yeah, good for him. He doesn't have he doesn't have to steal bread anymore. And he can make something yummy with it. So this this makes me excited, like as far as how his character growth has gone on, is when we first meet him, he's eats like he's never gonna eat again. And I actually discussed this with uh sibling Sarah the other day because in 10 days, it will be three years since we've had the puppies. We found the puppies on the side of the road in Oklahoma, loaded them up in the car, and said, we're taking them home with us. Fuck it. Osiris, he kind of settled in the fastest of the two. And Ia, Ia was definitely the more dominant of the two. You could tell from, like, scarring and, like, scabs that she would maul him. Not, not to death, not violently, but she would kind of maul him until she got her fill. There was a day in which she was eating and then she walked away before the bowl was empty. Like, I know it's still going to be there or I'm not hungry anymore, so I don't have to just scarf all of this down. Not comparing Briar to a dog, but it's that kind of mindset of I'm never going to go hungry again. And you kind of see that now he's actually accepted this and has kind of come to full realization because why else would you learn to cook other than to feed yourself something good? That That is something in, in human evolution that I, I love is with the introduction of spices to food and things like this, it changes the flavor of the food into something more desirable. So it's not, not just, just eating. survival. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's now eating for comfort. And I love this. And I feel like it's a great change to what we see in the original quartet where he's still kind of got that mindset of oh i better get my fill because i don't know when the next one's gonna come and hoarding food in his room yeah yeah yeah. makes me wonder if he still does hoard food in his room i don't i don't think he would i don't i don't don't think think he would because he has the money to buy groceries now because he's going and getting stuff to make dinner why would he need to hide it when he has the money to go buy the stuff that he needs now might just be me projecting but he might be the kind of dude that has like a bag of beef jerky like a substantial snack in that kind of snack yeah like, but it's yeah, not like hoarding no. all this stuff away in his room having a snack in your room yeah yeah i, I see that but i don't think it's he's a little different but yeah has like a little pack in his room just in case i don't i don't think he does that anymore i would not be surprised if he was younger in this book, not doing shopping. He was still hoarding food, but I feel like that, that the fact that he has his own money and we see that like he is making his own money or he has the ability to make his own money. He's He has this level of yeah. financial independence. That because would be my guess. Rose Thorne weren't doing the same job. They, he already finished his job and she's still working. They're there together, but they're not working together. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. traveling together. He, and he uh, knows that everywhere he goes, that somebody needs a green mage everywhere they've gone. So he's not going to be hurting for money wherever he goes. He'll, he'll be fine now. And he sells miniature trees, apparently. Yeah. And medicine, apparently. Like, yeah. 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 So like what he said to the kid, like he, he was able to give some of it away for free because he charges the rich people three times as much or something. It stated that that's what his job was. Is that he uh, went through and kind of made medicines for the water temple. They're stocked up for a year, <laughs> two years if they're careful. Yeah. 
So we kind of see that, I think I love the fact that his magic, yeah, it's growing things, but he also has taken a more medicinal approach to it, mm-hmm. which I, I just think is cool because you don't see a lot of, for lack of a better term, male healers. Like that's typically a traditionally female role. And I, I think this goes back to something we said early, early in the series when we were talking about how Daja has a traditionally masculine field that she went into and Briar is in a traditionally female industry. So I just, I love this. He's not a healer, but he accidentally fills the role really well. Uh, I feel like uh, even more growth that he's had is him treating said people, given the gang member, the salve for his face in Briar's book, he was like, why do you want to help these poor people? They're not going to do anything for yeah. you. And I think that his time in Erda's house actually helped him a lot to see, oh, hey, I used to live like this. I should help these people as well. So I, yeah. I see more growth there as well, too, because he didn't want to help. He was like, Rosalind, why are you coming here? You don't need to come here. And now he's going out of his way to help these people, which is awesome. He he's grown up so much. Step three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own life. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Mine is if it barks like a dog, eats like a dog, walks like a dog, it's a dog. You look like competition to us. Sometimes appearances aren't what they seem because like we know that yes, this is how Briar grew up. He's not in it anymore. He isn't competition. And yes, these other people are like, yes, this is kind of how he does carry himself. Yeah, a lot of stuff has changed, but he is still, he still looks like, he he still carries himself sort of like a thief, even if he doesn't mean to. It's that idea of you can't always you can't always go, yeah, this is exactly what it looks like. Because we never truly know the facets of someone else's life unless we've been there. For me, it's the don't make snap judgments about people because you don't know everything. Um, which I feel is both something I need to work on and something I've gotten a lot better at. Because used to, I would be like, oh, nope, I'm not going to go near that person because they look like they're this. And I don't want any part of that. And I now have friends who are, who fit that kind of mold that 10 years ago, I wouldn't be seen with. And it just, I still have trouble with it because I know there are some people that I judge and go, eh, I don't really want to be around them because they make me think this. Like, oh, I'm going to actually tell a really quick story. The first time I ever met and talked to Brittany, it was Brittany and and Dash. It was Brittany and Ashley. Um, I thought y'all were like the super popular, like you you kind of reminded me of like the super popular kids I would have seen in high school. Like that kind of like bubbly, airheady, and like, so at first I was just like, why the fuck are these people talking to me? Like, and so... (laughs) And, and of course, as I got to know Brittany, I mean, obviously, this is not my best friend. I would, I would go to jail for Brittany. Like, Aww. I don't say that about many people. I, I would, I would go to jail for Brittany. Um, like, this is, this is my best friend. And like, it's one of those ten years ago. I was like, uh, you're kind of like you remind me of a airheaded, like popular kids. Not like the the cheerleaders. Uh, like to those those snobby little bitches yeah I don't think I've ever told you that before but yeah that was my uh, first impression of you <laughs> <laughs> now I know I know so much better that that is not how you are <laughs> I could uh, brighten your day just a little bit oh that's great yeah. oh man <laughs> so don't don't always judge a book by its cover because you might meet your best friend that you'd murder a man for so nice (laughs) 
the magic that I found in this, um, because uh, I, I was looking it up earlier, um, but it's uh, situational awareness. The way that Briar acts is something that I kind of wish to learn from. He is extremely aware of his surroundings. Uh, he's able to pick people out of a crowd, like pick up on these things. Like, you know, they're wearing similar outfits, which doesn't sound like something huge, but, you know, it can be a gang symbol, just kind of how it is in, in real life. Like, it, it's not always like that, but it is um, it has parallels to our world. And the way that he acts when he's confronted by the group and they're like trying to like shuttle him away into this dark alley and he's like no not gonna let this happen shuts it down stands his ground he's aware that nothing good can happen if he's allowed to be like shoved nothing good at all he his options are drastically limited there's not that many other people around it's it's just bad news overall and it reminded me a little bit of uh, a situation i had uh, it's the only time I've I, I I concealed carry a handgun, and the only time I've ever I've ever had to put my hand on it, like ever, which I'm thankful for. I was confronted by a guy outside of a gas station when I was getting gas super late at night. It was like one o'clock in the morning. You'd want to stay in your car or something, but I was outside of my car. I was getting gas. I was paying for it at the pump, and it you see a lot of people on like Instagram or like other like self defense kind of like gurus or whatever be like swivel your head back and forth every time after you do an action or something to get like more peripheral vision to like be aware of your surroundings and it's kind of goofy but it's really not a bad idea to just fucking look around every once in a while just be aware of where cars are where people are where like your possible exits are hardcover it's not a bad idea because when i was doing this you know normally i'd be like oh i'm gonna look at my phone while i'm pumping gas there's nothing else to do but like since i knew i was in an op super populous place it's late at night and i see this dude walk up to me from like the dark quietly but like i like just see him from the corner of my eye and i lock eyes with him and i see him coming at me and i if i had just been on my phone or something he could have just snuck up on me on me and i would have had who knows what could have happened but i locked eyes with the guy he saw me looking at him and then he just turns around and like walks off i think it's really important to just try to be aware of your surroundings because we get so engrossed with friends or something or you're on your phone or you're just fiddling with something inside like just be aware of where you're at and what you're doing yeah try to keep that situational awareness up kind of how briar did that's uh that's my takeaway i kind of have the same thing you've already explained that better than i can but the other takeaway i had was use your wealth for the right reasons or in the right ways because we see lots of displays of different displays of wealth in this chapter um and we see we see rich lady who uses her wealth to make children fight each other and we see this this guy who works at the bazaar selling stones we see that he's like kind of hoarding his wealth and like he could probably basically for what evie is doing for him he could better compensate her but he doesn't compare that to briar who tells the camel gut kid like i charge rich people a whole lot of money for my medicine so that i can give it to whoever i want for free like we've all said already like that's awesome when when i read that line i was like briar i will pay you three times what it's worth so that you can give it to uh to people who can't pay for it being aware of how you can use your wealth to help other people and what reasons are you using your wealth for and if those are really good reasons or not. What I pulled out, it was right after Indies. He barks like a dog, uh, talks, eats like a dog, whatever, that quote. Anyway, mine is right after that, where Briar scratches his head, and he's like, a rude answer, even if it made him feel better, would only dig him into more trouble, not less. And I felt that, because I don't always do that. I don't always hold my tongue. Someone makes a rude comment to me, I want to snap back with a rude comment just as bad or worse. I need to learn to hold my tongue sometimes, especially being in the position I am now at work. I deal with a lot of vendors and a lot of them can be smart asses. And I have to just play it cool sometimes with them. Like just let them make their snide comments and like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm." Instead of saying something awful back. So 
but internally you can be like, listen here, you motherfucker, I'm going to change for one. Basically, yes. No, so I can no. do it here in out, outwards. No, I can't do it. So something I need to work on. As much as it would make me feel better to talk some shit to some people, it's not oh, going to do it- any good in the long run. At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter two of Street Magic. The women and children might curse Evie for her rush across the rooftops, but they reserved their fists and attempts at capture for Briar, realizing there was something alien about it. He shook off children and dogs and ducked the women's fists, sticks, and baskets. Even if he had walked slowly and greeted everyone, he knew they would have tried to stop him. Evie jumped the narrow gaps that were the streets below easily, rarely using the plank and rope bridges to cross. Briar gritted his teeth and did the jumps where necessary, but he wasn't happy, and he meant to discuss his unhappiness with her at length when he caught her. He lost track of where they were, working his way through a, stri- through a stand of grapevines, trying to talk the vines out of hanging onto him from sheer affection. Briar looked up and swore. Some way ahead loomed the orange and brown stone heights of Chamur Old Town. His girl was making a beeline for the tunnels, holes, and honeycombs of dwellings in the rock cliffs within the city's walls. She had been headed for them all along. Oh no, Briar thought wearily as he braced his hands on his knees and fought to catch his breath. Not Old Town. I won't follow her there. The arcades, halls, and tunnels that led to the apartments in the orange stone were lit by torches if they were lit at all. The smell was indescribable. The earth dedicate, who had given Briar and Rosethorn a complete tour of the city, said parts of said that parts of the heights had been inhabited for nearly 1,200 years. As far as Briar was concerned, they smelled like it. The thought of following a native there gave him the crawls. He ought to track down a stone mage first. He could catch the girl the next time she left Old Town. His thief! A basket filled with laundry slammed into his back. The grapevines fluttered with dismay. They recognized the woman who tended them and gave them water. Why was she pounding on their new friend? Murderer! Thief! The woman cried. I am not, Briar protested. Eknub! Shrieked the woman. She thumped him with her basket even harder. Eknub! Eknub! She acts as if that's worse than murder and theft, Briar thought crossly, shielding his head. And my accent must be awful. Look, he said, being more careful with his chimuri. I just want to get to the street. I'll go, just show me. She gave him a final whack and marched to the edge of the roof. Gathering a rope ladder heaped in a corner, she hurled it over the wall as if she meant to do the same to Briar. If you loiter, I'll call the watch, she scolded as he tested the ladder's anchors. See if I don't, spawn of Simon, Eknub parasite. The next one who asks me if folk here are friendly, I'll send him to you for a blessing, he retorted as he swung his leg over. The God's sweet day to you for your charity. He was a foot down when she yelled, whoever taught you to Murray had the accent of a hen. I'd love to travel, Rosethorn, Briar growled as he clambered past, past small, great covered windows. I'll learn new languages and be insulted that, in them. I'll ask civil questions and people will run off. Travel would be just the thing. The moment he set foot on the street, the woman yanked the ladder from his hold and pulled it up. Briar stuck his tongue out at her and turned to survey his location. The street looked just like every other sun-bleached residential town in New residential street in Newtown. Well, think, idiot, he told himself. The cliffs were visible over buildings to his right. If he kept them there and started walking, he would run into the north wall. A thock of wood overhead gave him the smallest of warnings. Reflexes he hadn't needed in years made him leap sideways. A stream of dirty wash water poured down where he'd just been soaking his left arm. When he looked up, the woman he had offended gestured rudely and walked away from the roof's edge. For a moment, Briar considered asking her grapevines to grip her and keep her prisoner until dark, but then he shook his head. There was no sense in getting the vines in trouble too. With a sigh, he searched for a street that led north as he rung out to sleep. I miss Briar so much. Oh my god. 
What a ride. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we just leave it like that? Yes. With, the, with the, I don't think that worked at all. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Admittedly, timing has I never been our strong that. suit on the show. No. It has not. Ever. <laughs> it has not. Not at all. That's what, that's what singers are for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.